Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our journey through the book of John. We're up to the second chapter. Uh, if, if this is the first time you've been with us, go back and catch the previous episode so you can start the beginning really easy, of uh, John. And you see that uh, people are coming to Jesus, and the phrase is repeated at least, I believe, three times in that first chapter was, come and see, come and see. Uh, some people are saying, come and see what we found. Jesus was saying to some of the John's disciples, come and see where I'm staying. Come and see, come experience that which you've heard about. So now we're up to the second chapter. And if you remember what the whole point and purpose was of John's writing this gospel, and you see it over in the 20th chapter, uh, verse 31, I believe. And he says, I'm writing these signs to you that you would believe and that you would know that Jesus is the Messiah. Okay? And so he lays out and he tells them <clears throat> that there are signs to here. And that's a useful way of examining this book. And we're about to look at the first sign. And that's S-I-G-N, sign. <laughs> a sign reveals something. It tells something. It shows something. It directs us in some way. So John chapter 2, verse 1 begins this way. On the third day, of course, I'm immediately going to say the third day of what? But you remember that as we went through chapter 1, it was say uh, the next day, the next day, the next day. So we got a little chronology that's going on right here. So it's just a flow of life. So on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Where immediately most of us will go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what this is about. I know what's going on here. Well, you probably do, and that's good. But please don't let a spirit of familiarity rob you of what the Lord may be wanting to say to you right now. That happens all the time. We'll see a passage that we may have read hundreds of times in our life. And if we're just open to the leading of the Spirit, He'll reveal things to us that we've never seen before. So I'm always trying to approach the scripture that way, scripture that way, just saying, Lord, just show me, you know, what, what's going on here. So there's this wedding in Canaan, and Jesus' mother was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. That's what verse 2 says. So the whole family was invited. Verse 3, when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, folks, this is a major, major social faux pas here, you know. You just didn't run out of wine. And, you know, these uh, weddings were quite extended things. They were just not little two-hour things like we think of. They were often multi-day events. And they had run out of wine. Now, I know a, a lot of my brethren within certain portions of the body of Christ have just gone on and on and on to explain how this could not have been alcoholic wine. Because Jesus would never have drunk wine that was uh, that had alcohol, uh, that is simply not true. Okay, it's just simply not true. I can't say it any any clearer than that. Uh, we're just trying to superimpose certain things upon the word. No, this is wine in the traditional sense of the wine that had bacteria in it that had done this thing and made it alcoholic. Okay, it actually purified it where they could drink it. But here they run out of wine. Uh, that would be like in the deep south running out of sweet tea. <laughs> you just don't do that. So J Jesus' mother had come to him and said, they have no wine. Well, Jesus' response in verse 4 can sound rather terse to our Western ears. Listen to this. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does that have to do with us? 
my hour has not yet come. The ESV says, what does that have to do with me? King James says, woman, what have I to do with thee? Okay, so it's got a little emphasis. You think, well, which one is it? What he was saying right here is, what does this have to do with us? What does this have to do with me and you? What does it have to do with the kingdom of God? Because my hour has not yet come. Now, Jesus wasn't being rude when he said woman. It was actually a term of endearment right here. Okay, And, you know, some I can, I can see Jesus saying this with a wink in his eye. But I think there's also this understanding. I think that his mother, I think Mary, knew that something was about to happen though Jesus may not have known yet, because he says, my hour has not yet come. He did not know that his hour had not yet come. A minute later, Father might have revealed it to him that his hour has come. Either way we go, we find out very quickly that he learns this. Verse 5, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. See, mama knows, right? <laughs> mama knows. And so she knew something was up. So she just told the servants, whatever he tells you to do, you go ahead and do it. Now we have a little context here, verse 6. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. So there's these water pots that have 20 or 30 gallons of water, and there's six of them. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim. So Apparently, Jesus heard from the Father. How can I know that? Well, what I'm going to repeat many, many times. What we see over in John 17 later on, Jesus said, I only spoke the things you told me to speak. I only did the things you told me to do. So Father had told him to do this right here. So verse 8, he said to them, Now, draw out some of it and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. When the head waiter uh, tasted the water, which had become wine and did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, every man <coughs> serves the good wine first. And when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. And there's so many pictures right here. Just in the natural, that last verse blows out this whole concept. This was an alcoholic wine. You know, what's the, what would be the whole point if it was the poor wine first and then the good wine later of saying that the people have drunk freely, that they serve the good wine. See, when the people have drunk freely, their taste buds are a little numb now because it's an alcoholic wine. Okay. In other words, they, they would not be able to tell the distinction between the two. But if it's non-alcoholic, it makes no sense. This verse makes no sense at all. But here's the primary thing for us, that he had kept the good wine until now. See, the head waiter thought he was holding out. The servants knew. The servants knew that this had been water. The servants knew that Jesus told them to pour it in there, and then Jesus told them to take it to him. They knew that he had, quote, unquote, changed it into wine. This is a vivid, vivid picture of what the Lord does to us when he changes our hearts from hearts of stone to hearts of flesh, when he takes us from sinner and declares us to be justified, declares us to be righteous. When we are saved, this is literally what happens, that we become the good wine the better wine. There's all sorts of pictures of this in the Old Testament. One last verse here, verse 11 of John 2. This beginning of his signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee 
and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Now remember, disciples just means those who are learning. Okay, the learners believed in him. Uh, some, you know, quite often we want to limit it to just the 12. But I guarantee you, don't you think some of those servants right there might have believed too? <laughs> That's all that happened. And so we see that this is the first way, the, the first um, uh, sign that Jesus does. And he does it to manifest his glory. He does that and his disciples believe. We're going to see many more signs. In the meanwhile, take this before the Lord and see what he reveals to you. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you later.